0: Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. We got a very special episode coming your way today. That's right. This Sunday is NFL Week 1, opening weekend of the NFL season. It's finally back, and I could not be more excited for it. So in this episode, we are going to be previewing our FanDuel lineups for Week 1. Yes, I said the word, our because i've got zach and margus back you know the two guys that were on and did the mock draft and did such a great job and were very well researched and very well polished yes they're back and so we are previewing all three of our fan lineups this week it'll give you a lot of previews of some different players and a lot of different possibilities for building a lineup and i hope you enjoy it it's a very special episode uh we're gonna get right into it no frills no fluffs but first quick message from our friends at anchor <laughs> All right, we are here with Zach and Marcus here to talk about Week 1 NFL FanDuel lineups. This is for the main slate, the Sunday 1 p.m. slate, which is all of the Sunday 1 p.m. and 425 games. We're going to go position by position, talk about who makes our lineups this week, talk about any potential stacks that we see as well, uh, just pretty much go over a lot of guys that can help you win money on FanDuel this week. So, first up, let's talk quarterbacks. Who wants to talk about their quarterback first?
1: Uh, I'll go first. Uh... So, for my lineup, I got Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. You know, they're playing the Detroit Lions this week, week one, Sunday, 1 o'clock. They got some new weapons in the passing game with A.J. Brown, and they're also playing the Lions defense, which last year was 29th against the defense – or the 29th-ranked defense last year, 25th against the pass, and 28th against the rush. So, I'm hoping he has a big game this week with that dual threat ability he has.
0: Yeah, Hurts always a threat to score a rushing touchdown. Um, you know, I, I like Hurts for season-long fantasy – I totally get him this week. Uh, Me, personally, I don't think I would pay up for Hurts this week, but I definitely see the possibility for Hurts breaking a big one. Yeah,
1: uh, $8,000 on Vandal, but I think he's going to have a big week against uh, Detroit.
0: You can definitely see it. It's not like Detroit's, um, you know, unless you're a believer in all Dan Campbell's speeches from Hard Knocks, (laughs) it's not not like Detroit's going to be a a great defense over there. Uh, I'm actually going way down the board on quarterback. I went with Baker Mayfield. I I know, call me crazy, right? So Baker is sixty six hundred on FanDuel, and to me, that price point is just is too juicy to pass up. It's got all the narratives behind it. Baker's got the revenge game against Cleveland. He's going to want to go out there and throw for five hundred yards, and at sixty six hundred dollars, he really only needs about eighteen fantasy points to pay off his price. And I just see there being a really easy path to Baker getting 18 fancy points this week. Um, you know, obviously he's not going to be anybody's favorite season-long quarterback, but we're not playing him season-long. We're just playing him this week against Cleveland. We know he wants it, and I'm just all in on the narrative. I think Baker has a good week this
1: week. The Browns' defense is tough, but I do think, you know, especially with uh, Brissett at quarterback, I think Baker could be a good play this week, though. I-
0: yeah, I think there's a path to the Panthers winning this game big, honestly. Um, you know, depending on how Jacoby Brissett does, you know, we've seen Jacoby Brissett as a starting NFL quarterback. He's not going to go out there and light the world on fire. Um, my only worry with Baker would be maybe Cleveland keeps it on the ground, grinds that clock out, turns this into a low scoring game. But like I said, only 18 points to pay off that price tag, and I think he can get to that mark. Yeah, good value. Good. All right, Marcus, who you got?
2: I went down the board also, and I went with Trevor Lawrence. And he's playing Washington this week, and they're ranked 23rd in pass defense. And I think he has a lot to prove this year, you know. I mean, he was stuck with Urban Meyer last year, and they they got Doug Peterson in there. But I just believe he has a lot to prove. And for $7,000 on FanDuel, I didn't think it was the worst pick. And it's where I saved a lot of money at this week. So
0: Yeah, I really think going down the board on quarterback this week can be profitable because there's so many studs that you want to get into your lineup that – it's really only going to be possible if you go down the board on quarterback. And Doug Peterson, very fantasy-friendly quarterback. Yep. We remember the time that he had with Carson Wentz. Heck, the guy won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. um, so Doug Peterson getting that offense in Jacksonville, I think they're going to be a lot better than people expect. I, I kind of like to play with Trevor Lawrence this week. So now switching gears a little bit, talking about running backs. Uh, easiest way to do this will probably be to kind of sort it by price, I guess. So let's talk about the top options. Did anybody here pay up for Jonathan Taylor with that $10,000 plus price tag?
1: I did. I paid up for Jonathan Taylor, uh, 10,200 this week, but he's playing a Houston defense, which he went off against last year, uh, 24.3 in the second game and 28.3, the first game. And this year they're saying he's going to have more targets in the receiving game, so That's also a huge plus And those two games. The first one, he only got two targets and one reception. The second one, he had no targets in the receiving game. So you're basically getting a guy who put up an average of more or less
0: 25 points against his opponent, and he wasn't involved in receiving work at all.
1: Not at all. And they're saying this year uh, he's going to be a lot more involved in the receiving game, and they have a great offensive line in uh, Indianapolis, so I think it's going to be a huge week and big play for Jonathan Taylor, especially with his previous success against Houston. Yeah, you might just be talking
0: me into Jonathan Taylor (laughs) there. Even even with that big price tag, $10,200. I went elsewhere. Um, Quick bit on Taylor, though. I do do think Taylor provides the highest floor of any option of all the running backs. I think that you look at all those options out there, Taylor is like a lock to get you 15 points. Like, you know, obviously to pay off his price tag, he's going to need 25, which he can do. But I think he's such a lot to get you that production that he, he, even at that price tag, he's worth it. Especially
1: against a below average defense like Houston has. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, so looking down the board, I skipped over McCaffrey. I, I didn't quite want to go that big of a Panthers stack, but I did go with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler down there at $9,400. So Eckler is getting to play the Raiders this week, which I believe bodes very well for him because last season he had 26. And 28 points against the Raiders. So uh, clearly, the Raiders cannot stop Austin Eckler. Uh, the only cause for concern with Eckler is now that Sony Michelle is there. Uh, does Michelle end up vulturing a touchdown? I sure hope not. Um, but I definitely like Eckler's previous performance against the Raiders. I like that he is fully healthy, no injury concerns whatsoever, which can be the case with smaller running backs like Eckler. Um, So I just like the previous performance, I like the situation going in, and I'm just praying that no vultures from Sony Michelle. All right, so who is our next option, guys?
2: I grabbed Kamara at 8,500 here, and um, last year he averaged 16 points a game, and it almost seemed like he had an up-and-down season last year, but I'm expecting high production out of him this year, especially in the passing game with Jameis Winston throwing the ball. They probably want to keep it a little... A little short game going, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're playing the Falcons, which are, right now they have ranked as 27th in defense. So I think I can expect a pretty good big game from Kamara this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect the Falcons to be very good this year. They
0: might be the worst team in the league when all said and done. Um, but what I like with Kamara is no matter what the game script is for this game, I think it bodes well for him. Yep. Like if the Saints somehow end up trailing, they're going to be throwing to Kamara. If they end up with a lead late, they're going to be running it with Kamara. So is one of those guys, he doesn't quite have the floor of Jonathan Taylor, but I definitely do think he provides some safety there at $8,500. All right, so looking at our three lineups, we've got an interesting dilemma coming up, y'all, uh, because me and Marcus are on Aaron Jones. Yep. And Zach is on A.J. Dillon.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: So between the three of us, we're all playing a Green Bay Packers running back. All right? So let's go ahead and let's start the case with A.J. Or not A.J. Dillon. We'll start the case with Aaron Jones. So for Aaron Jones, the case for Aaron Jones is that he was dynamite last year when Devontae Adams was not in the lineup. And in case you didn't know, Devontae Adams is a (laughs) Las Vegas Raider. So I'm all in on Aaron Jones season long. I'm all in on him this week. I don't. I think it's not going to be long before that price gets adjusted. I don't think he's going to be seventy-four hundred dollars for very long, mm-hmm. and so I'm willing to scoop him up for that price. Marcus, what do you see on Aaron Jones?
2: Well, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's amazing, but he also doesn't really have anyone to throw it to right now, that we know of. But uh, I just Aaron Jones. He's just production-wise, he's consistent. So I I went with Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think
0: that when they want to have a pass catching back in the game, it's going to be Aaron Jones. I don't think it's going to be A.J. Dillon. Which brings us a natural segue. Zach, you went the contrarian play. You had A.J. Dillon. A.J.
1: Dillon. So, you know, last year they kind of split like 50-50 almost on their uh, snaps. And this year I think it will be about the same. And A.J. Dillon at the 6,100 price tag, I think he was just a value pick. And also against Minnesota last year, in the two games he had 180 total yards. Two touchdowns. He also had some targets in the passing game. And I think Aaron Rodgers this year is going to have to throw to his running backs and they'll have some surprise throws in there to A.J. Dillon here and there. Yes, Jones is the premier back, but for 6,100, I like A.J. Dillon. Yeah, you know, you definitely don't need as much out of Dillon
0: to pay off that price tag, especially if he ends up being the red zone guy and he gets in the end zone. Oh, he's
1: going to be, I think he'll be the red zone guy and get a touchdown here and there. So, yeah.
0: So, Moral of the story,
1: are, are we just are we all out on the Minnesota defense? I think yeah. so. 30th <laughs> yeah. ranked last year. So against the 30th ranked defense last year, 26 against the Rush. So so
0: dang, that's <laughs> – and honestly, too, I feel like – call me crazy, I don't have all the box scores next to me, but I feel like those games always turn into shootouts. They do. So somebody – it always ends with somebody driving down the field to kick a 56-yard game winner as time expires, I feel like. Yeah. So um, definitely not a bad move to target that game. So that wraps up both of our two running back slots for all three of us. Might have a little bit more running back discussion coming up when we get to the flex. But for now, let's transition on over into wide receivers. All right, so looking at the wide receiver position, we got multiple options there above $8,000. Who was the most expensive wide receiver that we got in our lineups here right now?
1: I have Keenan Allen at 7,400 this week uh, playing the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, It's going to be a high-scoring game, I think. Raiders should be improved this year. Chargers should uh, continue with their success from last year. Uh, Keenan Allen led the team in targets last year in the passing game, and I see that continuing this year. Um, Eighth in the league in receptions, ninth in the league in targets, and it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go Keenan Allen here at 7,400. Okay, definitely like the price
0: point there for Keenan Allen. So, Keenan Allen at seventy four hundred is Zach's most expensive. Marcus, who is your number one receiver? I went
2: with Michael Pittman Jr. here for seventy two hundred with the Colts, and they're uh, they're playing Houston, of course, which has the thirty fourth, thirty first ranked defense. And Michael Pittman last year had a thousand thousand yards, and uh, he was the most targeted receiver for them, and he was catching the ball from Carson Wentz. So. Now he's upgraded. Obvious uh, upgrade upgraded <laughs> to Matt Ryan, so I expect a lot more targets this year. And against Houston, the first game last year, he had eight targets and six receptions. So I expect uh, higher production. And against Houston, I just see at least a touchdown or two from him. So
0: yeah, and then Pittman. the other argument for Pittman is you look down the board, who is going to take targets from him? Like not much
2: there is pretty bare.
0: Yeah, like Alec Pierce, Mo Ali Cox. Like I don't know, are they going to throw to Taylor? Like I don't. 9-9 going to have
1: to do something crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I could see that one. That might, be, that might be the second most targeted player on the Colts this week, honestly. Um, yeah, Pittman's going to be a target machine. I definitely get him there at the price at 7200 My most expensive wide receiver, I went with a Panthers stack. Yes, I'm all in on the Panthers offense. And I went with DJ Moore. DJ Moore last season had, you know, a decent fantasy season. He started off really, really hot. And if you remember last season, that was when everybody was a believer in Sam Darnold for four (laughs) weeks. So I think that DJ Moore is going to be able to start off hot again. Now he's got that upgrade. You know, say what you want about Baker, but he's better than Sam Darnold. So I definitely think that Moore has a high ceiling. If he's able to find the end zone. Last year, he only scored four touchdowns. He's never scored more than four touchdowns in a season, which is a wild stat to me. But, you know, I just like the opportunity to stack the two of them. They're going to be very affordable. They're going to be very low-owned in whatever type of contest you're playing. So stacking the both of them gives me a lot of leverage and a lot of upside there with playing DJ more.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to win big, it's huge to have the players that aren't going to be owned by a lot of people. So that's good play, I think. Yeah. So now here the question becomes
0: is looking at the other side of the ball, I actually had a Brown as my next wide receiver. I went with Amari Cooper. Uh So it's kind of a concept in FanDuel and DraftKings called a bring back where if you've got one team stacked and you play somebody on the opposite team, because think about it, if I play DJ and Baker and the Panthers are scoring points, the Browns are going to have to be throwing And so say what you want about the Browns offense, but I think Amari Cooper is still a legitimate wide receiver option. Uh, I don't recall any time when he was with Dallas, Amari Cooper being $6,300. So, you know, obviously it's probably Jacoby Brissett's the reason why right now. But I like Amari Cooper this week, and if I'm all in on the Panthers, I'm going to buy back a little action with having Amari Cooper in that lineup also.
1: All right, uh, my second receiver at 6,400 is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I like Juju. Yes, so Travis Kelsey's definitely going to lead the offense and targets, but I think Juju will be a, se- a close second there. And with Tyreek Hill gone, there's got to be a wide receiver step up, and I think Juju could have a breakout season. Uh, You know, been a little down the last few years with Pittsburgh. But this could be the year with uh, Patrick Mahomes, so. Yeah. He was catching the ball from Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, big, yeah ben. No, noodle arm Ben there at the end <laughs> of his career.
0: If people forget Juju was receiver eight in 2017. Like, yeah. that's that's wild to think about, But considering how bad he's been the last two years. But if that's his ceiling, and now he's got Patrick Mahomes, like, Juju's going to be a legitimate option, folks. And that 64 hour price tag, that could be going up any time now.
1: And Travis Kelsey draws a lot of attention, so that's what's going to help him, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, Marcus, who was your wide receiver, too?
2: I went with Darnell Mooney with the Bears and uh, for 6,200, and I know it's an interesting pick because it's the Bears, and they could possibly be the worst team in the NFL <laughs> this year, but I mean, he's about the only target for fields this year, and um, he had an up-and-down season last year, only averaging 10 points a game, but... Like I said, he's the main target for Fields, and if they're down, they're going to have to be throwing the ball against San Francisco. So, And he's going to be the one catching it, so I'm going with Mooney. Here.
0: Yeah, I I like the Mooney pick. The target share is going to be there for Mooney. Like I, It's going to be Mooney or Cole Comet on the other side. Mm-hmm. And really, is there a corner on San Fran that we fear? Mm-hmm. No. Like They're not like in a situation where we're going up against like a Darius Slay or a Jalen Ramsey where guys that can just shut out a number one wide receiver. So, you know, Mooney – He's going to be the number one option for Chicago, and I don't really see him being shut down this week. So I I definitely like Mooney as an option. Uh, So let's look at wide receiver threes now. These are some more bargain guys that we got going here. So these are now guys closer to the bottom of the board at wide receiver that we're going to for a little bit of salary relief to be able to play some of the more high-priced studs that we got here in our lineup. So... Um, let's start off, Marcus, who is your bottom wide receiver?
2: I went with Adam Thielen for 6,100 here. And, um, last year he only played 13 games, but still caught 10, 10 touchdowns. And, uh, they're saying he's the healthiest he's been in four years. So I'm expecting a big season out of him and against Green Bay, the Vikings, they always have a shootout. So I'm expecting a lot of, a lot of good touches for him. And, um, this offense with Zimmerman gone is, I mean, Zimmer, I'm sorry, gone, we're going to see uh, a lot more passes. So
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of hard to quantify, but it's almost like him and Kirk Cousins just have this thing in the red yeah. zone. Like, he always looks for Thielen in the red zone. And, you know, if he happens to catch one against Green Bay, then you're going to be in good shape playing him at $6,100. All right, Zach, who was your bottom wide receiver? Because I guarantee you I went closer to the bottom <laughs> of the board than you did. So who you
1: got? Um, I went with Robert Woods this week, uh, Tennessee. Uh, I think he'll be the wide receiver one there. And I know they're a run-heavy offense. But you're going to have to throw every so often. People are going to stack in the box. And I think Robert Woods can get some nice targets this year. Uh, he was, had a good year last year, even playing with Cooper Cup before he got hurt, coming back from a torn ACL. Um, but he's a good value play at 5,600.
0: Yeah, he was a top 20 wide receiver last year before he tore his ACL. And I think it's easy for people to forget that. And, you know, he is now the wide receiver one there. So uh, if you think that him and A.J. Brown are on any sort of level, you can kind of pencil in him for the A.J. Brown role, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so here is my bottom dollar player. He's probably the cheapest player that any of us <laughs> played. I went with Wandale Robinson uh, from the Giants. If you haven't heard of Wandale Robinson, he is a rookie out of Kentucky, previously played in Nebraska. And in college, he was used all over the field. In running back in the slot, out wide, just a guy who you get the ball in his hands and good things happen. And he has won the starting slot role for the New York Giants. And New York Giants new head coach Brian Dable coming over from Buffalo. Who did Brian Dable love to throw to? The slot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all those targets that went to Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, um, and now it's probably going to be Isaiah McKenzie over there in Buffalo. But in New York, I think that they're going to be targeting that slot role a lot. It'll be Daniel Jones' best friend. And so Wondell Robinson is my guy. Down there at $4,700, all he needs to do is find the end zone once. Cheap. (laughs) Yes. He finds the end zone once, and he is going to pay off that price tag. So, one thing I can't help but notice as we're talking about wide receivers none of us paid up for any of the $8,000 guys. No. So is there anything that scared you away from the $8,000 guys this week?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just tough going to start of the season. You don't know. Adam's on a new team. Chase uh, playing Pittsburgh. And Jefferson playing Green Bay is a tough defense. So it's just – I feel like it's better to go low and hopefully get some value out of it.
0: Yeah, Jefferson last year against – Green Bay was like tale of two games. I believe he had one 30-point performance and then one where he was single digits. So, you know, a lot of risk, a lot of reward. If you would want to go Jefferson, he's probably the guy that I would play the most. But, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head with Adams. I want to see what that Vegas offense looks like before I start targeting those guys because simply put, all those targets, they got to go somewhere, and we don't know where they're going to go. Um, you know, if Adams doesn't have the same target Sherry had last year, Renfro's not going to have the same target Sherry had last year, and Waller's not going to have the same target Sherry had last year. So I just – I really want to see that Vegas offense in action before I play there. Uh, how about Jamar Chase? Is there any reason we stayed away from Chase?
2: I mean, it's the Pittsburgh defense always seems to be competent
1: at least, and um, I just
2: I just stayed away. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, it's a tower, lot for Chase. Tyler Boyd
1: and T. Higgins too I think are going to have – better years this year
0: yeah i think the t higgins you know it's a real thing like t higgins was very close in terms of targets catches yards and touchdowns in the playoffs with jamar chase for those four games and so you know you might see that offense start to shift a little bit more to t higgins as opposed to chase you know now teams have got a full year of film on chase so i definitely see that that is a high risk proposition to play him here in week one
1: um jamar chase also had some very bad games last year i know uh He had some like threes, some point eights. like he had some really bad games last year.
2: The first game against Pittsburgh, he only had five points.
0: so. So there you go, yeah. Yeah, enough reason to stay away right there. All right, so let's talk tight ends, then we'll bring it back with the flex and the defense before we bring this thing to a close. All right, so let's go ahead and talk tight ends. Um It looks like looking at our three lineups, none of us paid up for any of the elite options. More on that here in a second. But, Zach, you had Dallas Goddard at 5,700. Why Dallas Goddard?
1: I had had to stack someone there with Jalen Hurts, and I'm hoping, you know, Zach Hurts not there this year. Goddard hopefully can have a better year. Um, He did have a couple big games last year, still averaged around 10 points. Seriously, just need a touchdown, and he'll have a big game, I think, especially against Detroit. Mm -hmm. We don't really know what their defense is going to look like. Some additions, but still suspect it to be kind of bad. Yeah, I like the Goddard play, and I actually went with
0: the guy that was traded away from Philly, (laughs) uh, Zach Ertz, $5,600. Looking at this Arizona offense, like no DeAndre Hopkins. I know they added Marquise Brown, but no DeAndre Hopkins. That's a lot of targets. And Zach Ertz, just based off the time that he was in Arizona last season, would have been tight end four over that time frame. Had a lot of big games as well. Um, in this Kansas City Arizona game, it is going to be a shootout out there in the desert, y'all. So I am rocking with Zach Ertz, fifty six hundred. I think he pays off that price tag, and I think that he's a you know a really good option season long there in Arizona. But without the Hopkins targets, and I just the situation with that game being a shootout, I like Zach Ertz this week at that price.
2: All right, Marcus, you went furthest down
0: the board at tight end.
2: <laughs> I went with Hunter Henry here for fifty four hundred, and uh, the reason being is last year he scored nine touchdowns, which was his third. And um, all of the tight ends. That's incredible. Yep, and uh, you know from what we heard about the Patriots, they don't really have an offensive plan right now. For, yeah. You know. Yeah, they got Matt Patricia. Yep. Yeah, Matt Patricia's your OC. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's, but, that's uh, bad. It never fails that the Patriots are going to throw to their tight end, and I think Mac Jones seems very comfortable with Hunter Henry. So if he gets Especially me in, in the me red me zone. Then, yep, and mm-hmm. if he gets me a touchdown, that's more than enough for me. So. All
0: right, so. None of the top dollar guys for us this week. Is there a reason why we stayed away from Kelsey, Andrews, Waller? And they're like, well, no Waller, you know, the uncertainty with that offense. But any reason we stayed away from Kelsey and Andrews? I think it was more just a value thing for me. Yeah. It
2: was I had to save money somewhere and that's that's where I decided to save it right there.
0: Yeah, and I think when you look at it too, like Travis Kelsey's eight thousand dollars, or you could get a running back like Aaron Jones for seventy four hundred, you know, Joe Mixon for eighty three hundred, more on that later. Um, I just think that it's just hard to get behind that price tag. Um, You know, and I think Andrews is the same way. Even though both those guys are going to score points, that price tag makes them very,
2: very high risk if you want to put them in your lineup. And I think Kelsey's going to see different defense this year,
1: too, with Tyreek being gone. I think he'll definitely get more attention. Yeah. Because they always had somebody over the top with Tyreek there. Yeah, Yeah, so – Definitely interesting on Travis Kelsey
0: going forward. Now, the one that I did like, I just couldn't get to on the price, though, if I had the money remaining, I would have liked to play him, is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yes. Um, like, who else is Mariota going to throw to? Like, I mean, Drake London, maybe, you know, maybe the running backs, Cordero Patterson and the like. But uh, Pitts, I really like him season long. I really like him this week, too, at New Orleans. I think $6,000 is an accessible price tag, but I just didn't have the money to go get him. Yeah. All right, so now let's talk flex options. All right, so now talking about flex options. So the flex option is always an interesting spot because you can go pretty much anywhere, especially with how you build your lineup. Me personally, when I look at that flex spot, I want to get the guys that I want. Like I'm not going to worry too much about the salary. Like if there's three running backs I want, I'm going to put that third running back in the flex. Um, I know some people that they try to save up money to try to get the best flex possible. Or, you know, some guys that they build their lineup in the flex is the last thing and they put the bargain in the flex. But I'm more of a guy where I want to get the guys that I want to get. So this week I went with a third running back in the flex and I went with Joe Mixon. Uh, I think when you look at Cincinnati, they got that improved offensive line getting Lael Collins and getting Alex Kappa from the Bucs. I think that that's a much better run blocking offensive line than they had last year. And Mixon had a pretty good year last year. You know, he's a do it all back. He's a three down guy. And I just really like the price tag combined with the upside that with that offensive line, he's going to be having an easier path to getting rushing yards. All right. So looking down the board a little bit, Marcus,
2: you went with running back also who
0: you got. Yeah. I went
2: with Deandre Swift here and uh, you were talking about running back wide receiver for the flex. I went with someone that's sort of in between. Yeah. He he catches a lot of passes, especially from Jared Goff, not being able to throw the ball that far down the field, (laughs) but, um, you know he only played thirteen games last year, but still had five touch, five rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns. So I'm expecting production to go up. And uh, you know, if you guys have been watching Hard Knocks, you know you can see the running back coach expects a lot out of him this year. Oh so, yeah, um, I'm expecting not just a good game, but a good season from him. So yeah, Deuce Staley, one of the stars of Hard Knocks yeah. this year. Yeah, um,
0: now, I like Swift as well. I actually considered him for this spot also. Um. You know, he excelled last year when the Lions were losing. And yeah. quite frankly, I expect them to lose this one. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if it's one of those end-of-game situations and, you know, Philly's dropping eight into coverage and Darren Goff to dink it down to Swift, he will. So, yeah. um, and you know. Garbage points don't matter as long
1: as you get them in fan duel, So. Oh, yeah, it don't That's matter sad. when
0: the points occur, <laughs> as long as they end up on the board. All right, so Zach, you went with a third wide receiver in the flex.
1: Yeah, I went with someone who is going to be the number one option on their team, Rashad Bateman, sixty-one hundred. Um, Marquise Brown's not there anymore. They got to throw it to someone. They're playing the New York Jets, uh, thirty-two, the worst defense last year, thirty-first against the pass, also. Wow. So I'm hoping Rashad Bateman will get a lot of those targets and just do better this year in his second year. So just looking for him to have a big explosion. We'll be interested to see what he does in the first game. Yeah, so you went with receiver in the flex. That's,
0: you know, I, I generally think in a PPR format, I do want to get that third receiver in there. But half PPR, can you go either way? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah, especially you know, with, with the amount of pass-catching backs that we have in the NFL these days. I think you're, getting, you're not really losing any production if you go with the running backs. Because I think, especially when you look at the flex, on a points-per-dollar basis, I think everybody in that spot, it was, you know, except maybe the top-end tight ends, are pretty even. So there you have it. Those are the flex options for this week. Now, one more thing before we move on. Is there any guy that you wanted to try to fit in your lineup that you were not able to? So I will start off on this one. I was really looking to get a big Panther stack. And so I really wanted to fit in Robbie Anderson because Robbie Anderson, big deep ball guy, he catches one 54 yard touchdown and he's paid off his price. So, you know, I was looking to make a big Panther stack. Did not have the money there. Had to settle for Wandale Robinson, which I'm totally fine with. But is there anybody that you guys wanted to get in your lineup? I was
2: really trying to get Nick Chubb in there because I think they're going to have to ride him this Sunday. So I really wanted to get Nick Chubb in there, but I just couldn't get to it. So Big workload coming for any Browns running back. (laughs) Zach, how about you?
1: Uh, I was thinking about Tyreek Hill, but he's just such a high price and you're not sure about the question mark in Miami yet but he could have a huge year, but they also have Jalen Waddle there, but that was a guy I was seriously considering, but that 7,700 price tag I had to stay away from for now to see what, until he's, we see what they're like this year. Yeah. Another thing with Hill too, is I think that he's played the Patriots numerous times in his
0: career in the regular and the post season with the chiefs. And it was always boom or bust. Yeah. You know, he either put up like a 39 point game or like a six point game. <laughs> so, um, which, you know, that's kind of what you get with Tyreek Hill. So, yeah. um, definitely an option there. Um, So those are guys we could not squeeze into our lineups this week. Now, you'll find out why here in just a little bit, because I believe we got some high-priced defenses going on. Here's the defenses. When it comes to defenses, the amount of variance that you're going to see is a lot. So especially here with week one, you want to get a sure thing. And looking at our three lineups, all three of us spent top dollar on our defense, and I totally get it. I went with the San Francisco 49ers. One reason why, they play the Chicago Bears. Um, Possibly the worst offensive line in the league. One of the worst offenses in the NFL last season. I think they're going to rack up sacks. I think that they might be able to get a turnover or two off of Justin Fields. And I just think that the Niners this week, even with that price tag of $5,000, they are a lock to get, I'd say about eight fantasy points, which is a number that if you get eight out of your defense on FanDuel, you're going to be all right. All right, looking down the board, who was the next one that we had?
2: I uh, had the Tennessee Titans because they're facing the Giants this week, and um, I was scrolling through how they played last year, and it seems, you know, of course against bad teams, they, they actually got a good amount of points, 15, 17, that That'll win you a week on FanDuel? Yep, and mm-hmm. then uh, they also, you know, they had 17 interceptions last year, and they're playing Daniel Jones, so I expect at least one pick out of them. So
0: No faith in Danny Dimes? No, not,
1: <laughs> not over here.
0: <laughs> All right, Zach, who did you go with?
1: I went with Indianapolis Colts playing Houston this week. That's the reason why. Um, they were very good against them last year, 18 points and 15 points, which is wow. great out of a defense. So I think that's my, that's my pick for a defense this week.
0: Yeah, if they repeat 18 or 15, like that's instantly worth when their value. A, they could win you a week. So. Yeah. Um, looking down the board, you know, for people listening, if you wanted to save money on a defense, is there anybody we'd be looking at further down the board?
2: Definitely go with Eagles against Detroit at uh, 4,100 here.
0: Yeah, I like, I like Philly this week. I think that, you know, Detroit, they're certainly not going to be an explosive offense. If they score points, it's going to be by, you know, short and intermediate routes, hitting the running back, hitting Amon Ross, St. Brown. They're not going to hit you with a lot of bombs. They're not going to score quickly. So even if the Lions, even if they don't turn it over, I don't expect them to score a lot of points or get a lot of yards. So I definitely see Philly there. Is there any other one
1: we're looking at? Oh, uh, Washington Commanders playing Jacksonville this week. So.
0: Oh, yes. I like that one as well. Yeah, because the Washington defense in 2020 was actually pretty darn good. And 2021 last year, they were a little off. You know, they had injuries like the Chase Young injury. Now they're getting everybody back. So I could totally see Washington being a viable option here this week. All right, so now in this bonus segment, we are going to talk about two more topics. We're going to talk about our favorite stack of the week and then a sleeper of the week that can go off. This is a segment that is geared towards big time tournaments on FanDuel and DraftKings because stacks and, you know, the bottom dollar guys, those are how you separate yourself and win in big time tournaments. So let's start off with the stacks. I believe I had the most expensive stack. I went with a Los Angeles Chargers stack of Herbert, Eckler, and Williams. Herbert at $8,400, Eckler at $9,400, and Williams at $6,600. The only thing that can make this stack go wrong is Sony Michelle. Um, if Sony Michelle is vulturing rushing touchdowns, that would kill me because I've got it covered either way. If Herbert throws to Eckler or if Eckler runs it in, I'm going to be getting the points. And then I really like Mike Williams against the Raiders. Last time out, Mike Williams played the Raiders. He had 17 targets, caught nine of them for 119 yards and a touchdown. So the Raiders do not have an answer for Mike Williams. So there is my Los Angeles Chargers stack for the week. All right, Zach, who is your stack of the week?
1: I'm going with the Tennessee Titans stack. Okay. We're going to go to Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks, rookie, and Robert Woods.
0: Okay. There's a lot of
1: question marks there, but they're playing the New York Giants. And Traylon Burks is a question mark. He could go big, rookie. Robert Woods should be the number one receiver there. They're both very cheap. They're expecting to run heavy, but if they have to pass, I mean,. Could be a huge stack right there for value, very cheap.
0: Yeah, that's a super super contrarian play right there. Like that might you might set the record in low ownership on that one. <laughs> might be the only <laughs> not, one. Yeah,
1: fifty six hundred for Robert Woods and fifty nine hundred for Traylon Burke. So
0: yeah, you go in the millionaire maker with that. You're gonna be the only <laughs> one with that. Hey, it he, he could be you win it all. Yeah, I mean it definitely could happen. You know, if the Giants are one of those teams that just say, okay, we're going to load the box. You're not going to beat us with running Derrick Henry four yards into the line of scrimmage every down. It's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, Tannehill has shown to be a competent quarterback, especially with a loaded box. So I could see it. And, you know, in these big tournaments, you want low ownership, you want leverage on the field, and that will give you that opportunity. All right, Marcus, who is your stack of the week?
2: I'm going with a Panther stack here of Baker Mayfield, McCaffrey, and DJ Moore. Okay. And McCaffrey being 6,600, uh, McCaffrey being 9,500, and DJ Moore being 6,400 here. It's still good value right here. And... um, Like you were talking about Baker being, uh, you know, he's super competitive and he's going against Cleveland, so I expect a good game out of him. And DJ Moore is just, he's finally due for a big season, I believe, you know. Like you said, he hasn't had a season with more than four touchdowns, and I'm expecting something more out of him this year. And McCaffrey's a walking 20 points most of the time. so Yeah, and
0: kind of like my Eckler stack, you get it both ways with McCaffrey. Oh. If he runs it in or if Baker throws to him, you're going to be getting it. Okay, so, yeah. so the Baker revenge stack.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like I mentioned earlier, I only had two of those guys in my lineup. But, you know, the Panthers, not going to be highly owned. McCaffrey might see a lot of ownership, but I definitely don't expect Baker and DJ to see a lot of ownership this week. All right. So now this is the sleeper of the week. So rule for this, it's got to be under $7,000 and they cannot have already been in your lineup. All right. Now, obviously any gauge for a good sleeper is they got to be able to beat their price tag. So the farther you go down the board, the less points they have to score, right? Mm-hmm. So my sleeper is Travis ETN Jr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is at $6,200. All You know, I mentioned earlier, I do like the Washington defense. It's a very talented defense, got a lot of Alabama guys on it for whatever reason. But, you know, if the Jaguars are losing in this game, they're going to be throwing. And if they're throwing, ETN's going to be in the game. It's not going to be James Robinson. Trevor Lawrence and ETN have that chemistry from playing three years together at Clemson, even though it feels like ETN was there for like a decade. But, you know, they were there together for three years. ETN's a great pass catching back. He can also run in between the tackles. You know, coming off that torn ACL last year, I don't really fear that hampering him a whole lot. He had a whole year to recover because he injured it in training camp. So Travis ETN, $6,200. He is my sleeper of the week, and I have him to score 18 fantasy points on that salary, in which – is enough that could win you a tournament or win you some money if you played him at that number. All right. Who's next?
2: I had uh, Kyle Pitts here at 6,000 and um, only Kyle Pitts because I, I, I did want him on my, my lineup, but it just wasn't going to fit. But, um, you know, last year he only had one touchdown and, um, scored it in England, by in the way, England, <laughs> he hasn't scored in America yet. So we need that to happen. But, uh, Mariota just doesn't have another target other than Kyle Pitts, to be honest. And, um, I expect him to have a big game and a big season this year. So and like
0: we talked earlier, we expect them to be losing. We expect them to yeah. be throwing. So, um, could definitely see a lot of targets going Kyle Pitts his uh, way.
2: And he's going to be lined up tight end. He's going to be all over the place this year. So
0: yeah, the fact that he's listed as a tight end is mismatch nightmare yeah. right there. Yeah. He, he's going to see snaps everywhere in that offense. All right, Zach, who is your sleeper of the week?
1: I want Kadarius Toney. Uh, only fifty three hundred uh, expecting to be the number one or competing for the number one tight end and for the Giants playing against the Tennessee Titans, who are great against the run, they weren 't great against the pass last year, so that's a big sleeper for a fifty three hundred
0: price tag yeah, and you know we were talking about earlier the Brian Dabel offense, yeah. and you know if he's in that kind of Diggs-y role, you know and obviously carries Tony is not Stephon Diggs, but <laughs> if he's in that role and seeing those targets fifty three hundred dollars is a price tag that. He can very easily pay off for you. So, Zach, you were big on that Giants-Tennessee game, weren't you? I was. (laughs) Hey,
1: you know both ways.
0: I mean, that could be – that game's got sneaky shootout potential because, I mean, Danny Dimes has had some big performances. He usually starts out the season pretty hot. So I could totally see that one turning into a shootout. Um, So there you have it. Those are our um, sleepers of the week as well as our stacks of the week. I wish we had a sponsor that I could give that to, but um, not yet. So – Anyway, there you have it, y'all. That is the FanDuel Week 1 lineups here with Zach and Marcus. Guys, it has been a pleasure.
1: We well, enjoyed it. It's always fun.
0: Yeah, great to have y'all on. Hopefully, these picks can help y'all win some money. Thank y'all for listening, and I will see y'all next time.